From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Monday, April 12th. I'm Sarah Wright. The Regional Behavioral Health Training Center in Redwood Valley, which was purchased with Measure B funds, could open after the pandemic as an emergency operations center and hub for public safety trainings. The Board of Supervisors held the first of four listening sessions with entities making a pitch for some of the $22 million PG&E settlement money last week. One petitioner was Brent Blazer, the Office of Emergency Services Director, who reports to the sheriff. He asked for $500,000 to remodel and equip some offices in a building on the county campus in Ukiah. What I'd like to stress to you more than anything is this isn't just an emergency operations center. A lot of people just look at it as a thing that just sits there. Um, the reality is that it, it facilitates training, it facilitates partnership. A significant portion of the money, he said, would go toward buying a generator and hooking it up to the building. But the space he has his eye on is already slated for the cannabis department and fiscal recovery. Supervisor Dan Jurdy suggested using the Justice Center in Willits, and CEO Carmelangelo proposed using the Training Center in Redwood Valley. The mental health community, she said, has not embraced the training center, which is now equipped with various law enforcement training tools. The state provided a firearms simulator for use of force training, and the board approved an $8,000 gun locker where officers can store their weapons during workshops. We are putting half a million dollars into a training center in Redwood Valley, and the mental health community has already said that They're not certain whether they'll use that training center. It's very clear that that training center will be a public safety training center. The Redwood Valley Training Center is in the process of remodeling right now. We have had it closed because of the pandemic, but that building will be ready fairly soon. And I I think that since it's a public safety training center, that there would be no problem with doing emergency operations trainings out of that building. In a brief interview, Angelo added if the training center were dedicated to the sheriff's office, the Measure B fund would have to be reimbursed. Scott Craddy of the Mendocino County Fire Safe Council also made a case for some of the funds. Uh, Forest management is super important, but hugely expensive and not necessarily a good thing to try to fix nature. Um, If we could somehow remove enough fuel from the forest to ensure there would be no wildfires, it probably wouldn't be a good thing. And since we will always have wildfire, We must always be prepared for it. The biggest and easiest payoff in terms of saving lives and property in wildfire is to focus on and facilitate having our homes hardened with solid defensible space and ingress egress. To pursue this goal around the county, he requested basic annual funding, a yearly investment in helping low-income or elderly residents with home hardening, more chipper days, a chipper truck, and money to implement the county's hazard abatement ordinance. The Fire Safe Council used state funds last season to hire crews from the Hopland Band of Pomo Indians to clear vegetation from 48 homes. Craddy would like to expand that to 2,500 homes and offer 100 chipper days a year. Technology and training featured largely in the budget proposal from Jen Banks, the county's emergency medical services coordinator. A computer-assisted dispatch upgrade would be $62,000, with a recurring monthly cost of $2,000. Equipment and supplies for fire departments and EMS agencies would come out to about $860,000. Banks also requested a $200,000 educational staffing contract for those departments. And she had a plan to encourage local students to embark on the new paramedic training program at Mendocino College starting this fall. So what I'm proposing is to offer four student scholarships. It costs about $5,000 to complete a paramedic training program at Mendocino College in County of the Siskiyou. 
So if we could offer four student scholarships over five years for $100,000, we could truly give back to fire first responders and volunteers that you know really wanna receive this education, but they just can't afford to do so. My other thought on this is that by inviting those individuals who live local, who like Mendocino County and who wanna work here, we can increase our poor staffing levels um, by supporting them to become licensed paramedics. And then we increase our availability of staffing within our own county. Howard DeShield, the Department of Transportation Director, said he spent a lot of money on repairing disaster damage in the last four years. So our first ask is to really replenish with this 1.9 million, uh, the money we would have had set aside for all our projects that we've really had to use and we've had to draw down. DeShield also requested $1.5 million to bring the fleet into compliance with air quality regulations and funds to make improvements at the airports in Little River and Round Valley arguing that the airports are vital to emergency operations. You know, if you total them up, it's about $4 million. But, you know, any amount you could help us out with would be uh, much appreciated, and we'll take questions now. Nash Gonzalez and Adrian Thompson of Planning and Building Services requested close to $3 million. They argued that the department is still feeling the effect of the 2017 firestorm and cited all the work its personnel did for cleanup and recovery. They want additional staff, software, and an overhaul of the permit process to make it more efficient. Gonzalez shared what he hopes to achieve with an infusion of funds and qualified staff. The department has gotten away from its vision and mission. And so what we're looking at is a reorganization. We're trying to bring back long-range planning back into the department so we can actually do planning and address some of those issues that, that are out there that haven't been addressed, such as the implementation of the general plan, the updated the zoning code, and looking at all of the plans that basically need to be updated to be able to make us competitive. Supervisors did not vote on any of the proposals, though most of them got a nod from at least one member of the board. The next round of presentations is scheduled for May 4th. The Redwood Valley Municipal Advisory Council will discuss the settlement funds at its meeting this Wednesday at 5 p.m. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast wherever you get your podcasts.